and welcome to the Elemental Entrepreneurship Podcast, where we discuss the earth, air, fire, water, and spirit elements of building a thriving and successful, creative, heart-centered business and life. I'm your host, Sarah. If you're listening to this on the podcast, welcome. If you're watching live on Instagram, welcome. I'm glad you're here. So today is the June solstice and the first day of cancer season. So it's a special day. Uh, So the reading that I have for us today is a little bit different. Uh, If you listen to these top of the astrological season readings, you might notice that I use the same card spread every time, always the same prompts. And today I'm doing some different cards because I really wanted to tap into the energy of the solstice and reviewing what's going on for us at this halfway point in the year. So like I said, it is the first day of cancer season and cancer is a cardinal water sign. Cardinal energy is initiative energy. Cardinal archetypes begin a new cycle because they're correlated with the solstices and the equinoxes. They start a new season. Cancer is ruled by the moon, which in astrology is a planet that rules our emotions. And it's connected with nurturing and protection, feelings about home and family, the divine mother archetype, our own experience of childhood and of being mothered. So cancer season invites us to reconnect with our needs for emotional security and safety, our needs for love and self-care. Cancer season asks, am I a safe space for all of my emotions? Do I guilt or blame or shame or judge my feelings? Are all of my feelings accepted and encouraged by me? Am I compassionate with myself? And this has been such a big theme in all the conversations I've been having in the Elemental Entrepreneurship Coven and with my one-on-one clients, this feeling of of guilting or shaming ourselves for our feelings, um, that we're just not allowed to be sad or be frustrated or be anxious. And that when we have quote unquote negative emotions, we beat ourselves up for those emotions rather than being compassionate with ourselves. We're all humans. We all have the same range of potential for human emotion. There's no bad emotions. Uh, And when we're compassionate with our emotions, we create a space that says, this is a safe space. You can bring any information, any feeling here, and you're not going to be judged or beat up for your feelings, being safe with ourselves. So during cancer season, all of our vulnerability and sensitivity is brought to the surface. And we have a chance to connect with our own inner child and inner mother archetypes at the same time and make sure that they're getting what they need from one another. During cancer season, we get to practice how to feel how to navigate our emotional waves without being swept away by them or disowning or suppressing our own feelings. There is valuable information inside every emotion and we can only access it when we allow ourselves to fully feel whatever we feel. When we refuse to punish ourselves for our feelings, when we refuse to run away from pain or disappointment or heartbreak, and instead we can be compassionate with all of our feelings and be a safe space for ourselves, that's when we have an opportunity to get to know ourselves more deeply and to reach new understandings about our habitual reactions, our inner dynamics, our deepest desires, and our emotional needs. The more comfortable we can be with feeling 
and giving compassionate responses to our own emotions, the more potential we have for change and growth because shame and guilt and blame and frustration and abandonment, those all keep us stuck. When we're blaming ourselves for having a feeling, we're not capable of moving through the feeling of extracting the lesson from it and deciding what to do. We have to introduce compassion and acceptance in order to change. So that's what's going on with cancer season. Summer solstice or June solstice uh, is summer solstice in the Northern hemisphere, winter solstice in the Southern. It is the exact midway point in the year today. Right now, we are in the exact middle of 2022. So summer solstice is the longest day of the year and winter solstice is the shortest. The solstice itself today is this perfectly balanced midpoint, this liminal moment in between everything that's occurred so far this year and everything that's yet to come. If we can take a deep breath in and hold it, before we exhale, the solstice is that moment between the inhale and the exhale. And in this pause, we get to take a moment to reassess. We can look at the space in between our private life of feelings, how we are and the choices that we make when no one's looking, and the public world that we share with everyone of our career and our goals, our accountability. At solstice, we can evaluate do my habits and structures and behaviors support what I say I want and move me forward? Do I provide a safe, stable space for my creativity to flourish, to receive, to feel safe? If there's a large gap between our feelings and our doing, we might feel dissatisfied and out of alignment. If the gap is small, right? The smaller the gap, the more aligned you'll feel. And when we feel aligned, life feels like it flows more effortlessly and like we're moving toward our desires more easily. If you wrote down goals at the beginning of the year or you set intentions, you set a word or a theme or a mantra at the beginning of the year, today is a great time to go back and look at that and review and recommit or release anything that doesn't feel right anymore and maybe reset for what you wanna do in the second half of the year. All of the things that I just shared, as well as the card spread that I'm using today are from my Master Moon Collective book, and I'll show it to you. Um, and the Master Moon Collective book is actually going to be available to everyone next year, um, which I've never done before, and I'm really excited about that. So if you're enjoying this um, and you would like a copy of this book next year, keep an eye out for the book. It'll probably go on sale in November. I know you're not going to remember that, but just, you know. I'm planting the seed. If the Master Moon Collective book comes out and you're like, oh yeah, I like that. It'll be because of this moment. So I'm gonna get into the cards now that we've kind of set the groundwork for what's going on here. We're gonna start with the Cancer season reading. The prompt is, what message does the Divine Mother archetype have for me about how to move toward my desires? How to move forward? And the card that came up for us is seeing the true you. The Divine Mother wants us to know that when we get too caught up in what other people tell us we are or what other people think we are or perceive us to be, we get into a skewed perception of ourselves. The accuracy of a reflection depends upon the clarity of the surface doing the reflecting. So whenever I talk about this card, I always talk about 
a funhouse mirror or a regular mirror or a frosted window or your phone screen or a rear view mirror, all of these different reflective surfaces make us look different. They reflect us differently to ourselves, but that doesn't make us usually confused about what we look like. We understand when a reflection is distorted, but sometimes when it comes to our personality or our talent, or who we are on the inside. Like if one person thinks we're a dick and somebody thinks we're rude and one person thinks we're not funny and one person thinks we don't know what we're talking about, that can send us into doubt about who we are, who we know ourselves to be. We can start thinking, maybe this other person knows more about me than I know about myself. The divine mother wants you to know that you've been putting too much stock in what other people think about you and you're not honoring all that you are. You're starting to doubt who you know yourself to be. If you are blessed with people around you who can show you the beauty of yourself, who reflect you back to you in a glorious way, then that's awesome. And we want to put more stock in those perceptions than in the ones that make us feel bad about ourselves. So you're being asked to recognize that you can't look at yourself through the eyes of others. You need to look at yourself through how you feel about yourself and how you know yourself to be. How do you experience yourself? How do you observe yourself? When you observe yourself with compassion and kindness from within, the way that she sees you as a perfect whole human being, This is a step towards sovereignty and radical empowerment. This is a step towards sovereignty and radical empowerment. You don't have to be perfect to be lovable. You have so much to offer. When you accept all that you are, working with your strengths, tending to your weaknesses, paying attention to the loving, encouraging, nurturing person that you are, You get to see not only your human self, but the eternal and divine within you. So if you've been getting confused about who you are, your motives and your actions based upon what other people are thinking or saying about you, or even like what you think other people might be thinking or saying about you, because a lot of times other people aren't even thinking that shit. We think they are. We're projecting other people's negative opinions about us and then reacting to the story we're telling ourselves about other people's negative opinions. It's a mess. It's a whole mess. The divine mother archetype is letting you know she's not doing that. (laughs) And she invites you to not do that either. Let that shit go. More often than not, if somebody does have a negative opinion about you, their reflection is more of a, a message about the state of the reflector than about what is being reflected, right? It's more about them than it is about you. So let that shit go and start acknowledging yourself for who you know yourself to be. The next card is what does my inner child need right now? And the card we got is going beyond normal. Stop trying to be mainstream. Stop trying to be for everybody. Stop trying to please these motherfuckers. Do things in a bolder, more authentic, more trusting way, even if it seems riskier, even if it seems less safe. 
Stop trying to rely entirely upon logic and the mind. You have to incorporate the mysterious and the magical and the playful. Your inner child wants you to take a juicy approach to life, to honor your art, your creativity, your cooking, your dancing, all your creative pursuits. We don't want to place logic, math, science, plans, rules, above all other kinds of knowing. That is basing our decisions on limiting factors. We also want to base our decisions on passion and instinct and trust, on trusting life and embracing adventure and letting things unfold. There is definitely a time and a place for uh, logic and strategy and planning. Those are not bad tools, but we cannot worship them to the point that we lose out on all of our other equally valuable decision-making tools of intuition and feeling, the things that you know without knowing how you know them. The flowing inspirational energy of your heart doesn't have a basis in logic or reason, but it's still accurate. Our inner child is asking us to stay open to the intuitive approach in our life and our work and our creativity and our spirituality, our healing journeys. We need a sense of where things might go, but it doesn't have to be as detailed or strict of a plan about how it's carried out. You don't need to control every situation. Play your way through it. Nurture ideas into fruition. You might feel right now like you have a lot of adult pressures on you from the world or your own conditioned nature to like do it by the book, play by the rules, uh, use logic, the mainstream view that you have to have a well thought out plan in order to be successful and hard work and all that shit. <laughs> uh, especially in commercial ventures, especially if this is about business for you, but sometimes the best plan is to do what feels truthful to you and to honor yourself back to this, to honor your inner knowing and trust that you're being led toward your own growth. Your inner child wants more living, less planning. A pure heart-centered way to manifest your heart and your life path and your practical expression in the world. Be willing to be led by nature instead of trying to control life. Move outside the plan live on the border of what is socially accepted, that is good. That is freedom. Other people might not get it right away and that is okay. Stop forcing yourself or squashing yourself down into this limited set of like so-called desirable quality. Break from tradition in a way that's meaningful to you. Have the courage in your convictions and the faith in your hard truths. You are not necessarily meant to fit into a mainstream box, and that's okay. You don't have to abandon all logic and intellect altogether, but you need to remember that the mind, the world of the mind, the world of logic and intellect and planning actually needs to serve the desires of your heart, not the other way around. So rather than try to control yourself into a narrow strategy, your inner child wants you to get a little wild. 
the next card. What message does my own inner mother? So this first one was the divine mother archetype. And this is our inner mother. What message does my inner mother have for me? And the card we got is Freya, radical acceptance. When you view your life as a battleground and you feel like you're always fighting people, and that's what this seeing the true you card is really about, right? Really all of the cards we've had so far is this battleground we're fighting against. We're having an internal battle that no one else can see, that we're fighting against other people's perceptions of us and our inner stories about other people's perceptions of us. And we're fighting against feeling constricted and not wanting to feel constricted and feeling constrained by what other people want from us and not wanting to feel constrained, but also not wanting to be judged. And like, we're in this inner battle. And when we are seeing life as a battleground, we can lose sight of the fact that there is a more peaceful way to be in the world and it's radical acceptance. Being the calm in the eye of the storm. Your own inner mother wants to remind you that acceptance of who and what you are is not defeat and is not the end. There's nothing to resist. All of the turmoil that we feel might just be struggle, right? Um, what is that saying, right? Like pain is inevitable, suffering's a choice. <laughs> um, being opposed is inevitable, struggling against that opposition is a, is a choice. Radical acceptance says there's nothing to resist. I'm not for everybody. That's okay. I don't have to resist that. I don't have to fight against it. People might judge me. That's okay. I don't have to fight that. People might not like me. That's okay. I don't have to fight that. I accept that I'm not for everyone. I accept that some people don't like me. I accept that some people won't like my work. I accept that some people are going to think I'm weird. There's nothing to resist. I can still just be myself. I don't have to fight that. I don't have to people please my way through it. When you are not resisting anything, when you're working with radical acceptance, you can see your world at face value and look at it with discernment. When you can see yourself, when you can let yourself see with greater clarity and not take everything so damn personally, you can stop fighting. We don't have to take other people's opinions of us so personally. Other people's opinions of us are none of our business. Take stock of your conditions and surrender to what is. Once we've surrendered to what is, we can move somewhere new or we can begin again. But again, like I was saying at the top of the reading about cancer season, right, about our emotions, when we're resisting our emotions, guilting, blaming, shaming, struggling against our feelings, not wanting to feel what we feel, we can't move out of them. The second we can accept, this is just what's happening. I surrender. I accept it. Now we can get curious and start to open the space to move somewhere new. You are your strongest and most grounded and most powerful when you remember the strategy of radical acceptance of what is. This person doesn't want to be in a relationship with me. That's what is. I can move on. I don't have to fight it. I don't have to try to convince them to be with me. I can let go. I can accept. All that you feel and all that you are is fine. What if you just accepted? Radical, complete, radical as in to the root. All that you feel and all that you are is acceptable right now without any changing, without any working, without any modification. That's what our inner mother 
has for us, that feeling of everything we are is perfectly okay. Your inner mother accepts you and encourages you to accept yourself so that you can grow. And the final message of the cancer part of the reading is, what encouragement does my spirit team have about how I can move forward with my desires? And yet again, we get the card, release the dark wound and let love live. I think we got this card at the beginning of Gemini season too. The dark wound is perfectionism. I see how all of these cards go together and I hope you're seeing it too, starting with the divine mother telling us that we're worried too much about what other people think and we're putting too much stock in what other people think of us. And um, our inner child asking us to get out of our head and into our intuition and accept that we are meant to not be mainstream and not for everyone. Our inner mother encouraging us to radical acceptance and now spirit is telling us that the only way we can move forward is to let go of perfectionism. All these things are about being caught up in what we think other people think. Perfectionism destroys potential. What inspires you? What feels exciting and joyful and fun? Whatever that is, that needs to live. It needs a life. It is life trying to express itself through us. The dark wound is false belief, limiting beliefs, limiting stories that keep us trapped. There are so many people right now, right now, right at this moment, your next favorite album is sitting on somebody's hard drive and they're too scared to release it. The book that's gonna change your life is trapped in someone's head and they're too scared to write it. Everyone has the potential to give something that could change someone's life. There are so many people out there right now with work they've already made that we would love and they're too scared to share it. We all need to get out of our own damn way and let the work out so that other people can appreciate it. Our uncertainty about whether or not our work is good and our feelings, our stories that people won't like it, our fears that it's not going to reach anybody, it won't be accepted. All of that can cause us to lose our best work to fear. And that is unacceptable, y'all. It's unacceptable. Whatever work it is that you need to do, to tend to your wounds of criticism, rejection, abandonment, and punishment so that you can get out of your own fucking way and share your work with the world. Just do the work. Just do the work. That was the theme of the workshop we did today using your why to overcome self-sabotage is like, just commit to doing whatever healing work you need to do to do your work. Love yourself enough. Allow your inner mother to love you enough. Allow your spirit team to love you enough. Love yourself enough to be willing to get yourself the resources you need to heal so that you can share your brilliance with the world and we can all have the shit because we all want it. I want to hear your album. I want to read your book. I want to read your poems. I want to see your dances. We need everyone making their shit and sharing their beauty and sharing their unique, weird perspective with the world. We need it. We all need it. <laughs> Tangent. Your shit needs to be allowed to be made. It needs to be allowed to live. So whether something is meant to be a huge commercial success, or even released to the public at all, even if it's just for you and for your own therapeutic healing, it needs to be allowed to be. Don't be a eugenicist with your creation. <laughs> Don't kill it before it's been made. It needs to be allowed to be created without judgment, without criticism, without premature evaluation. Stop trying to edit your writing before you write it. Stop trying to edit your creations before you create them. Stop trying to be your own editor at all. That's not your job. Your job is to create. 
And your spirit team's message here is you need to let go of this perfectionism, your inner critic, all of the voices in your head that tell you you shouldn't make the shit because it's not good enough yet. You're not good enough yet. You're not ready yet. You just need to make it. That's spirit's message for you. Stop trying to protect yourself. Stop being perfectionistic, which is really just a fancy word for conditional love protection, right? I'm trying to protect myself from what I think is going to happen, which is I, what I'm thinking other people think about me. Other people are going to think I'm weird. Other people are going to like it. Get that out of here. That has no place in your, in your creation. It's got to go. That's a very compelling cancer season message, right? Acceptance and compassion right on point. Inner mother cancer season says you're good enough right now. You know yourself enough right now. Make the shit right now. So now moving on to the solstice portion. This year is halfway over. What do I need to recommit to? We got the creator. You need to recommit to whatever the creative idea was that you had at the beginning of the year that you said you were going to do. You need to recommit to it. Creator energy is about moving pure energy into our body and allowing it to physically manifest through us. To be with creation is simply to interpret that which is already within us. You don't need to go learn more shit. You don't need to change. We just need to let what's in us out. There are no rules for creation. Creation is messy. Think about things being born. It's a fucking disgusting nightmare. (laughs) We need to commit to protecting our creative impulses and our creative work. We need to think of our ideas and inspiration and creativity as a seed that needs our attention and our nurturing, our protecting and our watering. I'm not a big gardener, but I do remember times when um, I wanted to sprout a seed and you don't just throw the seed outside uh, unless maybe it's a wildflower or something, but you don't just throw the seed outside. Usually you do the thing where you like put the seed on a damp napkin in a cup. Sometimes it's like suspended in a little piece of like special foam and you like water the cup and you watch the cup every day and you check on it every day. And for a long time, nothing happens. And then one day there's a little teeny tiny shoot. And then you like talk to it and you sing to it and you like give it a little water, you do whatever with the shoot and you get it strong in that form. And then maybe you put it in a pot and you keep it in the house and you get it strong in the house and then it goes outside, right? That's how we need to think about our creative ideas. They need our attention, our nurturing, our protection, our watering, even and especially during those beginning phases where they don't look like anything on the outside yet. Whatever ideas you have that you're working on, you need to nurture them and protect them and love on them and keep them close in your personal container. Don't scatter that energy. Don't feed it to the wolves. Don't throw it outside where it might not have a chance to grow. Nurture it until it's strong enough to withstand the outside and then share it. Balanced creator energy is boundless energy and it has um, lots of ideas and it finds inspiration easily. Uh, Balanced creator energy turns challenges into opportunities for problem solving and it doesn't get easily defeated. There's flexibility and fluidity inherent in creator energy and that can be electric and then it becomes a catalyst for other people to tap into their own wells of creation. I'm sure we've all been around people like this who are so lit up and so inspired and so excited when they talk about their art that it makes us want to make our own shit, that we get lit up. 
That's what TED Talks are all about, right? Watching someone be excited about their shit makes us excited about our shit. So when we can be in our balanced creator energy and share our excitement, be tapped into our highest excitement about our work, we also may be a catalyst for others to become excited and to tap into their own creativity. And that's a beautiful thing. Unbalanced creators view themselves as unworthy and their value becomes dependent upon how much other people appreciate their work. And so because of that, they can start to isolate themselves. So we're back to the beginning of this reading, getting caught up in what we think other people think of us. So if you have gotten into unbalanced creator energy this year, maybe at the beginning of the year, you had a creative idea that you wanted to create, and then you shifted into thinking of yourself as unworthy and basing your value on how much other people appreciate the work or being afraid that people won't appreciate your work. And that either makes you bitter or shuts you down or makes you not want to share. Um, you're being asked to get out of that. You might start to, um, the unbalanced creator might also start to overlook other aspects of their life and get workaholic because they're placing all their value on whether or not other people appreciate their work, how many people appreciate their work. And so they can start to overlook their family and their friends and their personal life in favor of just working all the time. And that's out of balance as well. Um, the unbalanced creator might start to think you have to suffer to create. I have to be depressed to create. I have to be sad to create. My best creations come from my loss, my sadness, my anxiety. I know I used to believe that about myself. I used to think that if I, um, healed some of my trauma and I wasn't depressed anymore, that maybe I would never make art again. It's just drama. It's not true. Um, that belief can keep your personal development stagnant and that stagnation in your personal development can then stifle your creative growth. So what we need to recommit to at this point in the year is protecting and nurturing our ideas and our gifts and our intuitions and um, keeping them close and helping them get big and strong until they're ready to be shared. And then sharing them in a way that allows us to be inspirational to others versus viewing ourselves as unworthy and allowing our value to get dependent upon whether or not people fucking like us. So the next card, what do I need to focus on in the season ahead? Inner trust. These cards couldn't possibly be more on our noggin about this. Inner trust. What you need to focus on in the season ahead is knowing that inside you, you already know what you need to do. You already have everything you need. Your opportunity for growth lies in letting go of the need to hide from the world. You have to let go of any doubt about the wonder that's inside you. It is time for you to trust and let the real inner you out. You are being assured that you can trust your intuition and your own sense of things, whether what you're sensing is that something really great can come from this or a situation is wrong for you, for you, whatever it is that you're sensing, trust that. Trust yourself to find the most authentic and self-loving way to deal with whatever situation arises. If you have been unnecessarily holding yourself back out of fear or a lack of belief in your ability to care for yourself or your work, you have to open up. This oracle comes with a message that you know what you're doing. You have all the wisdom, all of the intuition, all of the skills you need to be able to step out in the world and unhide yourself. Even if you have no idea what the fuck is happening and you're worried because you can't see the whole picture and you don't know where it's going to lead to, it doesn't matter. Even if you don't know how it's all going to turn out, which, you know, newsflash, we never do. Even if we think we do, 
You have enough wisdom and intuitive ability to help you step one foot in front of the other into the future. And that's all you need. It is time to take the leap. It is time to go for it. It is time to put yourself out there. The patterns in your life are shifting right now. And you can take advantage of that shift and leap into a whole new level of experience if you're willing to stop doubting yourself, if you're willing to stop playing small and trying to people please your way through life. You are not going to be able to people please your way into massive success. It's not going to happen. It is time to step into courage and boldness. The next card is, what do I need to leave behind as I move forward? And the card we got is take risk. The theme of this card, like the theme of this whole reading is comfort kills growth. Stop trying to stay in your comfort zone. Right now, your comfort zone might be this mind reading. Your comfort zone might be sitting by yourself and telling yourself negative ass stories about what other people think of you and that other people aren't going to like your work. That might be your comfort zone. Being afraid of other people might be your comfort zone. Telling yourself agonizingly painful stories that no one's going to get you and people aren't going to like you makes you the hero of a story in which you always get to be this misunderstood genius that no one gets, this undervalued hero, this... Um, undiscovered diamond in the rough of talent. That might be your comfort zone. What you get out of that is you get to always stay in the space of perfect potential and you never have to actually see how anything goes. Yikes, sorry, but it's true, right? There's a reason that you haven't moved out forward. Even if you think it's not comfortable and even if you think you don't like it, you're getting something out of it or you wouldn't stay there. So there's a good chance that staying in this agonizing story of beating yourself up, right? Because it's not other people who are beating you up right now. It's you. Uh, that might be your comfort zone. And you're being asked to get the fuck out of it. It is important to regularly do things that push us a little bit. Things that make us nervous. Things that make us feel apprehensive and uneasy. Things that give us a little bit of butterflies. That's how we know we're alive. If our heart's beating a little fast, we get a little sweaty. If our butthole gets a little clenched, that's how you know you're alive. This is yet another message about trust. This is a leap and the net will appear message. You're being asked to take the plunge and do the thing that intimidates you. The other thing to understand is that risks are different for everyone because risks are personal, right? So if you're an experienced mountain climber, then climbing a mountain doesn't feel risky. But to me, that sounds like the scariest thing ever. If you have a fear of public speaking, then going live on Instagram and starting a podcast sounds like the riskiest thing ever. But if somebody loves talking like I do, that doesn't feel risky at all. So it doesn't matter what the risk is. If you're judging yourself, right? And you're feeling like, oh, why does this thing feel so scary for me? Why is this so hard? This shouldn't be. That's back to this thing of acceptance, right? You are blaming or judging yourself for your feelings. And that doesn't help you move forward. If you're like, oh, this shouldn't be so hard, should, shame, shadow. That's what needs your attention. Whatever this shame or guilt or judgment you're feeling around what feels risky to you, you have to let that go. It doesn't matter why it feels risky to you. Trust that if it does, that's probably the direction you need to head. You have to push yourself to leave your comfort zone a little bit at a time. All of these things that these cards are asking us to do Letting go of being so worried about other people's judgments and put your true self out there and share who you really are, share your real creativity, that probably feels very risky. And that is the path forward. 
there is a pretty unequivocal message at this point that that is the path forward. The thing that's really coming through for me, you guys, like loud and clear at this point, this midway point of 20 motherfucking and 22 is like, you're bullshitting. We're bullshitting. We know what we want to do. We know who we are. And now we're just holding ourselves back because of made up stories we have in our head um, or because of like giving too much weight to what other people think, but other people are not going to be in your coffin with you. I like to remind myself and I'm going to remind you, we're all going to die. Everybody, those people you're worried about judging you, they're all going to die too. Those people are not in your head as you lay it on the pillow at night. They don't look back in your eyes in the mirror. They're not going to be in your coffin with you. What they think about your life should not have any bearing on what you choose to do with your life. Let other adults go live their damn lives. Leave them alone. If they don't like you, they're invited to fuck off. The last step really is getting out of our own damn way. Just getting out of our own damn way. You don't need to learn any more stuff. You don't need any more skills. You might need to do some inner healing work. You might need to get some support on how to get out of your own damn way, but that's the next step. So the final card in this reading, what archetype can I call on to support me in accomplishing my goals this season? And we got the goddess Easter, new beginnings. Your intentions have been hiding long enough. Your intuition has been in hiding long enough. This archetype is about the energy of like a coming spring, fertile energy, a surge of energy to implement your ideas, the feeling of being strong and capable. This is the archetype we can call on to help us. The feeling of being strong and capable, the feeling of accomplishing so much right now, a sense of newness and fresh opportunities coming out of nowhere and just dropping into your lap. Wouldn't that feel nicer than the archetype of the tortured, isolated recluse who's sure that everyone is going to judge them? Wouldn't you rather tap into the, the archetype of coming spring, the archetype of a burst of new energy and fresh growth and strong, capable accomplishment? Wouldn't that feel so much better? The archetype of everywhere I go, new opportunities drop into my lap. Mm, feel that. Readiness. Being poised for success in whatever area interests you. The archetype that is going to help us accomplish our goals in this season is about accepting and allowing new experiences for what they are. Again, this radical acceptance by adopting a beginner's mind. Be open to all that life has to offer you. This is an amazing time to tap into the energy of new beginnings and big gifts. And I want you to consider new beginnings is also about the potential of promising new connections and promising opportunities. What's been holding us back, this perfectionism, this uh, over uh, certainty that we know what's going to happen, this is not beginner's mind. That's actually jadedness. Difficulty arises in our life when we start to think we already know how something's going to go. That's kind of been the theme of this whole reading. Perfectionism is mind reading. Perfectionism says, I already know how this is going to go and it's not going to be good. So why should I do it? 
it's not going to be perfect. So I don't want to do it at all. I already know where this is all going to go when I share and it's going to go badly. So let me just protect myself. But what if you don't actually know? What if you're wrong? Beginner's mind says, I have no idea how things are going to go. Which means it has a 50-50 chance of going great. We don't want to miss out on the amazing experiences that are ahead of us because we're so sure that we know it's going to go badly. Why would we do that to ourselves? We don't know how things are going to work out, but if we engage curiosity, we can experience something new. Life is for learning. So your task this season is to be present with what is, which is perfect. It's perfect as it is right now. When you look at all the lessons in your life and how they may be repeating, and you might be noticing every single time I've wanted to do something, I've been holding myself back with this same story, this same sense of perfectionism and fear that other people are going to judge me. And meanwhile, I haven't really done the shit I want to do. And I'm just getting older and I've never done this project. It's been sitting on the shelf for years and years while I keep saying eventually at some point, maybe someday I'm going to do it when I feel ready, but it's been years and you still don't feel ready. It's time to change. Even disappointments can turn into miracles. Even if you try something and it doesn't go well, that will just lead you to the next thing. Experiments are not going to be fatal. So the energy that you're being invited into is to entertain the idea that you don't know shit. You don't know for sure that it's going to go bad. So why are you acting like you do? What if you're wrong? What if you don't know at all? What if you could approach it with a beginner's mind and accept the energy that new situations, new connections, new people who really love you and like you and enjoy your work are all waiting on the other side of you getting out of your own way and not hiding your truth anymore? What if they are? When you finally completely accept yourself and stop judging and blaming and shaming yourself for who you are, and what you think, and how you feel, what your work is, how weird it is, when you can just say, fuck it, that's how we find our people. That's how you're finding me right now. That's how we're finding each other, is my willingness to be weird in public, and your willingness to allow the weirdness in me to speak to the weirdness in you. And now we get to be friends. That's what we're being invited into this season. The archetype is new beginnings, beginner's mind, the fool stepping forward with an open, trusting heart that we don't know how it's going to go, but it might be great. So let's try card drop. That is our reading. I hope that it was impactful for you. I think it's pretty fucking clear. We've been getting this clear message over and over again for a while about letting go of this perfectionism, y'all. And if you've been like, oh yeah, letting go of perfectionism, that sounds good. I'll do that when I'm perfecter. <laughs> That's not how it works. Um, if you're curious about decks, this is a mix. Um, I kind of go, I pull from the deck that feels right for the prompt, but um, this is a mix of the Sacred Rebels Oracle by Lana Fairchild and the um, 
Shadow Deck by Threads of Fate, and the Goddess Deck, the Goddess Power Oracle by Colette Baron reed um, That's the other deck that we're working from. So three decks in this reading. If this resonated for you, and if you're like, shit, I actually have been sitting on this idea, this project, this thing I want to do, or I've really been struggling with perfectionism and limiting self-beliefs for a long ass time. And I'm finally just accepting that I need to do this inner work to get out of my own way. I need support. I'm willing to give myself whatever it takes to grow, to change, to shift, to get out of this stuck space once and for all. Coaching might be a great option for you. And to that end, I have a handful of breakthrough coaching sessions available for the solstice. I don't always open these up. These are single two-hour sessions that can be used to hone in on just one or two areas of your life or your business. So we can review the plans that you set at the beginning of the year and readjust together. We can make a strategy or a plan for your sales calendar or your marketing for the second half of the year, or we could do um, a mixed modality life coaching session on these stuck points that are inside you and see if we can help you create some big shifts in a short period of time. Those are available right now. Uh, they're $5.55 and there are two and three payment plans available. And as with all of my offerings, they are 20% off for BIPOC, LGBTQIA plus folks and single parents. The link for those are in my bio on Instagram and in the show notes if you're listening to this on the podcast. I also have three one-on-one -on -one coaching spaces opening up right now. So these are six month deep dive coaching spots working together um, for life coaching or for business coaching. And in a six month span, we work together deeply, personally, intently. You get all of my focus and intention on your life or your business. We meet three times a month with Boxer uh, messaging support in between. Um, and they are open right now also by application. And so you would apply and then we would have a quick Zoom chat to see if it's the right fit for both of us and move forward from there. Um, I believe the full price on the packages is 9,000 for life coaching and 15 for business. If you're paying monthly, it comes out to being around $2,500 a month for business coaching and $1,500 a month for life coaching. Um, and as always, there's payment plans available. Some people split their payments up longer than six months. And like with all of my other offerings, 20% off for those groups that I mentioned. So if you're feeling called and you're like, once and for all, I'm ready to change this shit and I'm willing to get help. I would love to help you. Um, and you can apply for one of those spots. Like I said, I have three that are opening and we would just work together deeply for the second half of the year to get you unstuck on whatever has you stuck right now. I would love to support you through that. So, um, yeah, take a moment, hit the apply button. Let's talk. If you feel called. I hope that this reading was impactful for you. I'd love to hear in the comments how this felt for you. If you're listening on the podcast, you can always DM me on Instagram at intuitive edge coaching and let me know how it was for you or go find the video on my page, or you can email me at intuitive edge coaching at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you. Thank you so much for being here.
Okay, love you. Bye. That's our episode for today. Thank you as always for being here and for listening to the podcast. I know there are so many things that you could be doing with your time, so many things you could be listening to. It is an honor that you choose to be here. Connect with me on Instagram at Intuitive Edge Coaching or join my Facebook group, Unstuck Group, to suggest topics or people that you'd like to hear me interview on this show. Have a great day.